Hi everyone and welcome to Be True, my podcast about the writing I love and the writing I do. I promise I won't rhyme the whole time. I'm John Tessitore and today a section of my brand new little book, My City of Yesterday. And this section is called When You Saw Me the First Time. If you're listening before August 21st, 2023, this is a preview, an exclusive, a reward for good behavior. It's a podcast. But I'm so excited about my new chapbook that I couldn't help myself. I always get ahead of myself. And I really hope you check it out. You can find it and all my work at johntessitori.com. Even the new one, if you're looking for it. My City of Yesterday is my most lyrical book yet, and that's really saying something, since some of my other books have contained actual song lyrics from actual songs by actual musicians and some of my own. But this one has a bit of a narrative too, a tighter story arc very loosely based on the Odyssey, leaving home, getting lost, returning changed. And to drive the point home, it includes some wonderful illustrations by my friend Pete Shorney, as well as an evocative painting on the cover by my friend Ted Randler, all rather Homeric. But today, I want to focus on the music, the lyric. Parts of my city of yesterday really sing. In fact, the centerpiece is a long section set on the coast of Maine, written as a series of interlocking Petrarchan sonnets, which may or may not be a thing, I'm not sure. But it's sad and wistful and full of mourning and lyrical, extremely lyrical. And I may hit you with that one during a future episode. Today, I'm focusing on a slightly lighter bit from the Getting Lost section about love and language and the way a true connection between two people can change the way both perceive the world. When you saw me for the first time, did you say it right away, as I did? Or did you wait for new words to form a language? A dialect we shared as thoughts are shared, as wonder circles back to love. Did you dream that night a new grammar as I did all at once? Or did the dream evolve over many nights until you dreamed yourself anew? A strange hybrid of two. An idiom apart. Can we still dream ourselves anew? Now that's a very literary conceit and we hear it often. They shared a private language. It would even be a cliche if it wasn't true of certain relationships, but private languages really do exist. I heard recently about a husband and wife married for 30 years who have always spoken to each other in private in phrases handed down by the late great Pee Wee Herman, which to me is as good a love language as any. And it's always a lucky thing when it happens with a sibling, a friend, a lover, when you speak your own words together in your own way, together. Because a private language is immediate intimacy, immediate belonging. And it's different from having a language all to yourself. It automatically changes your perspective, immediately makes you double, different, as if you've dreamed yourself anew. So far, so good, but I started off this episode talking about lyricism, so let me bring it full circle. First, this is a lyrical passage, rhythmic, with internal rhymes and assonance, it's musical, like most of my city of yesterday. Second, 
It strikes at the heart of the lyric, as opposed to abstract language, for example. The lyric, in poetry and song, is less a code to be cracked than a language to be shared. You know a good lyric when you sing along, or hum, or tap your toe, or try to fill in the blanks. And third, and this is really the kicker for me, this little poem started out very differently. As a meditation on, wait for it, the relationship between John Lennon and Paul McCartney. I wrote a first draft of this one years and years ago, long before I devoured Peter Jackson's documentary, Get Back, or fell down countless YouTube black holes. Lennon-McCartney. The question I first posed to myself was, how the hell did they do it? Not an original question, but no one has answered it yet. Not to my satisfaction, anyway. How did they create a music that recreated popular song and rock and roll, including punk and metal, as well as avant-garde music and even show tunes, and yet a music that exists somehow in its own category, too, as Beatle music? How did John and Paul create their very own distinctive language for seven years, two untrained lads from Liverpool, before they hit 30? We live in a post-Beatles world in which everything and nothing sounds like them. How? I don't know. I'm nearing 50, and I still feel like I'm playing with other people's scraps. But they managed to do what we all want to do, or at least what I'd like to do, and that is to form a new language, share our thoughts, and dream ourselves anew. Or, in the arc of my city of yesterday, to go out, face the world head-on, and recreate it for ourselves. John and Paul are no longer obvious figures in this poem, and I can't remember if they reappear in My City of Yesterday. For the most part, Odysseus has replaced them. But in many ways, the journey is the same. The journey is the same for all of us, in fact, whether we're Greek heroes or Beatles or suburban knuckleheads sitting on our basements writing poems, hoping someone will read them. We're all hoping to find the song that unites us with the ones we love. And so, in the hope that you share a private language with someone, anyone, this is John Tessitore concluding another installment of Be True. If you've listened this long, thank you. You can find more about my work, including my city of yesterday, at johntessitore.com. But first, go play Help, or Revolver, or Abbey Road, and watch all 38 hours of Get Back. And if you figure out how the hell they did it, please let me know. Special thanks to me for today's theme music, which I call C Chord. Maybe we'll talk again. And if you enjoyed this little podcast, tell your friends. In the meantime, I got to feed the dog. All right, Luna, I'm coming.